Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. This podcast today is from a conversation I just had yesterday with Chris from Forbidden Knowledge News. We talked about a variety of things. You know, of course, Star Wars comes up and also about current events going on right now, such as the trucker uh, protests going on in, in Canada and, you know, calls for Justin Trudeau's resignation and things like that. And my my take on, on some of those things. And of course, about just totalitarianism in general, the concept of rebellion, what's going on in our world, what's coming next, you know, is the U.S. going to fall, all kinds of different stuff. So so check it out. Chris is a great dude. Forbidden Knowledge News. Go check him out. I'll put all the links to their content in the show notes. Hope you enjoy. Have a great weekend, and I'll be back talking to you again on Monday. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Conspiracy Kyle. Before I bring him on, a couple of announcements coming March 11th, 12th, and 13th. We got Forbidden Knowledge News Con. We're going to have eight badass presenters. It's going to be online with a Rockfin Premium membership. That means you get the entire conference for only $10. Just sign up through that link in the description. You're going to get access to not only the conference, you get all our premium content and all the content from every creator on Rockfin, as well as our previous conferences. New episodes are always free, available on Rockfin, as well as Odyssey and all podcast platforms. Our website, Forbidden Knowledge News, is also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. This is where we feature other podcasts from our wonderful community. Also, be sure to follow us on both of our Facebook pages, Instagram, and Twitter. All those links are in the description. Unfortunately, there are still some of us out there that have to deal with mask mandates at work, for work, or even on an airplane. Check out Fake Mask. Fake Mask has the most breathable and authentic-looking masks on the market, sure to get you into stores, on airplanes, and into work. Click the link in the description. You're going to get 10% off your order. Today, I want to welcome Conspiracy Kyle. He hosts a podcast called Conspiracy in the Force, where he discusses parallels between events in our world and the Star Wars universe in terms of politics and conspiracies. He is also the author of the new book, Intergalactic Totalitarianism, which compares the formation of the Galactic Empire to the formation of the totalitarian regimes here on Earth. Kyle, welcome. How you doing? 
I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. Been looking forward to this. I, I love the podcast and the book is, is spot on. Uh, we've been long overdue for this, like I was telling you before. And uh, you've taken a very in-depth look at the parallels between what's happening in our reality to the world of Star Wars, which is awesome. And um, these totalitarian empires, I believe, have you know been pulling the strings for decades, centuries. And it's just recently that folks are starting to see the hidden reality of our situation uh just the past couple of years with all the, the the fuckery going on really so let's uh i think a good place to start uh since this of course is your first time on when and how did you start to really see behind the curtain and what led you to your field of research here sure so um i've been doing a podcast for going on a year and a half almost you know two years now at this point and you know it was for most of my life, you know, I'm 37 years old. So I would say for, for most of my life, 2019 and even prior, you know, I hadn't really thought much about all the things that really go on in the world other than what you see on face value, right? What you see on the news, this and that, you know, I always had kind of a, I grew, I, I live here in Ohio. So always held kind of a conservative kind of approach to, to life. So that allows you to, um, think about conspiracies and that thing in, in relation to what the other side is doing, right? They're, they're always up to something. They're always up to something no good. Um, but it never allowed me to really think about the things that I've, I believe in the things that I, uh, you know, was for politically and how, uh, you know, the side I was for, you know, is involved with a lot of the same stuff that the other side is, but just, you know, it, when you're, when you're in kind of that, paradigm right that that tunnel vision you can't really see out of it so it, it was probably mid mid to late 2019 um i don't really necessarily know what spurned it on but i started looking into some things started listening to some podcasts you know started researching about um a lot of things in our world that just are not what they what they seem right you know 9 11 is a big one that jumps out to you even kind of crazier ones like uh you know the titanic you know, the, the story behind that is, is probably something then than what we've heard on the news. And, you know, there's all kinds of theories about that. And, it, and it's great and interesting stuff. And then so I kind of had a little bit of baseline in that. And then, of course, once 2020 hit, it was like a whole new world. Now, now, instead of talking about historical events, you're living through something. So for me, it was definitely kind of a, I don't want to say like on the job training, but just kind of trying to figure all this stuff out in real time, you know, what's real, what's not, what are we being lied to about? What's, what's truth, this and that. So th throughout all of that stuff, you know, I've, I've, in most of my life, you know, I've always been a big, um, a big fan of star Wars and, you know, you start to see how, especially once the COVID stuff started rolling out that this wasn't just happening on a local level, right? This wasn't, you know, individual States, individual countries weren't really doing things in, in a silo you notice kind of a concerted effort across the globe where similar draconian tactics and similar things were, were taking place. And it, and it got me to think, I'm like, you know, this is very, very galactic empire kind, kind of, kind of mentality. What we're, what we're seeing here, obviously in, in a, in a different vein, it, it was less, it was less physical oppression and more or less mental, emotional, spiritual, all these other kind of um, oppressions that you can't always necessarily see, but it's the same kind of mindset, you know? So I started looking into that kind of stuff. I started thinking back, you know, to, you know, pre-World War II, starting about, you know, uh, you know, Soviet Union, things like that, and how 
you know, how all these places got got to that point. You know, it wasn't just one day that Nazi Germany took over. You know, it was a it was a slow burn, you know, to get there with 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 what happened after World War One, Weimar, Weimar Germany, hyperinflation, all kinds of stuff that you, that you saw happening. And then I looked at the Star Wars, you know, specifically the prequel movies, which are kind of a polarizing thing on their own. And like, I'm like, my God, George Lucas really showed us how a politician can um, can persuade the masses to believe in them and to persuade them that what that what what he or she wants to do with the world is for their best interest and how people are are slowly and slowly persuaded and taken down this you know to borrow from you know david ike like the totalitarian tiptoe right how it how it goes from from a to from a to z but it goes you know incrementally and it, it gets to a point where at a, at a certain point it, it 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 gets more rapid and more rapid and more rapid and before you know it it's these these totalitarian systems and control mechanisms are are in place and throughout those star wars prequels it really it really lays that stuff out and i think some of it is and, and honestly when i was a kid you know i'm a teenager early adult never really thought anything of that but you know looking back at it now i mean my god you have votes of no confidence against the current leader you have um fictitious wars being manipulated on both sides by the same people you have um switching of 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 who the who who the common enemy is um because the political leaders want to switch people okay now now we need to worry about this right now it's now it's not terrorism now it's you know covid now it's it's another thing you see this kind of stuff roll out and roll out i'm like man there's there's so much here and and i think you know and you'd probably agree i think uh, in a lot of movies i think we get handed a dose of truth uh, about what's really going on more than you know in any of our news so I'm like, I, I think he may be onto something here, whether it's from his purpose was intentional or, or unintentional kind, kind of doesn't matter because it, it's it's factual of, of how these things happen and how they roll out. For sure. And before we get too deep into your book and the Star Wars aspect, you just mentioned kind of the predictive programming that we're seeing on television throughout the years. Um, and I it's it's it always baffles me and it's always mind-boggling how like true to life some of our media and movies have been throughout the years and just showing us this is the way re this is the way it really is you need to look at this and in reality this stuff is just it's it is the way it is but they just kind of veil it it behind you know kind of woo-woo sci-fi stuff or things that they would think you would you know, wouldn't bat an eye at and just think it's just uh, you know science fiction like normal but uh you know what are some of the most profound movies or media that sticks out to you besides star wars that kind of points to some of this stuff yeah i mean i think you look at things like um the rise in robotics right like that that's a big thing that we've seen over the years a lot of franchises make it look really cool i mean you know look at you look at terminator uh, that's kind of you know more cyborg kind of stuff but you know things like robocop uh, you know robocop is when i go back to where a guy is dead and they basically put him in this robotic body and he's able to, you know, patrol the streets as a police officer, um, 24 seven. And, um, you see some of this stuff and a lot of the stuff you see in sci-fi definitely shows how the rise in robotics and things like leads to kind of a surveillance state. So like, like I said, with that RoboCop, the whole premise behind it was that, 
the Detroit Police um, Department was was owned by a corporation now um, was you know was privatized, which we see a lot of a lot of you know governments being privatized by certain industries and certain people. And they wanted to find a way to to make money, save money, whatever. And they said, listen, you know, it, it, it's hard to it's hard to fight crime when you have people that need to eat, need to sleep, need to go to the bathroom, do this and that. It's like, what if we could fully automate this kind of thing? And then they find a perfect test case to do that. And, you know, in, in that kind of movie, it, it goes horribly wrong because they keep they keep trying these things of creating more and more advanced robotics to to help out. And, you know, and, and it's seen as more of a cautionary tale. But, you know, I think in, in other ones, I don't have a specific example, but I think a lot of most of sci-fi and things, you know, ro robots are, are seen as cool, right? Robots are seen as there to help us. You know, the, um, Star Wars, obviously R2-D2, he like he helps them save the day in, in every single movie, you know, but um, when that's wielded by a power that's uh, has devious intentions that that takes you down a whole nother rabbit hole. And, and you know, I was talking to a, a friend recently. And I'm like, you know, what do you, and specifically about uh, the industry he was in, in the healthcare industry. I'm like, how do you see kind of the rise of robotics and technology affecting the healthcare industry? And, you know, his take was more that it wasn't necessarily a rise in robotics. It's more or less the rise in artificial intelligence because uh, another one we can talk about is like the movie Minority Report. You know, the, uh, the whole concept is that the pre-crime, right? Like they, they think somebody's going to commit a crime, they stop them before it happens. And, you know, that while that on its face sounds like a noble intent, noble intent you know, to stop crime before it happens, it, it's, it's not possible. And there's so much, so much room for error and so much room for, for fraud. I mean, you know, look at what's, look at what's happening in, in you know, in Canada right now, you know, the, the government is saying that, listen, if you, if you are, uh, have anti-government feelings, if you are for people that are protesting or for people fighting against these mandates, you know, we're going to, you know, take all these measures against you, right? You, you haven't physically done anything. You haven't physically harmed the government. You've just been saying things online or you have pro this or pro that. Um, they will, you know, they'll, they'll stop, they'll stop you in, in your track. So it takes us to a, Kind of a kind of a scary level, but I think just the the major part about sci-fi in general, I would say, is the is how robotics is 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 shown as always helping our lives. Um, I think you see that more and more recently. But like I said, back in the day, you you saw it as more of a cautionary tale, like like the RoboCop, even like Darth Vader, right? He's like he's in this robotic suit, but really, it's because he's in that robotic suit because of all the terrible choices he made. It's more or less like yeah. a a coffin or a tomb instead of like making it like really like a really cool like man i want to be just like that's like no you don't that's somebody who's lost everything they sold their soul to the devil and and now they're in that but now you look at stuff like iron man um iron man has all the you know the robotic whatever enhancements and it's cool right he's flying around doing this and that um and, it, and it's to the to the kids and everybody it, it's it's awesome and like in, in star wars some new series have these characters that choose to have a cybernetic arm or cybernetic leg or an eye and like they just choose to do it because it's cool and it, and it helps them out. But you wonder how far that kind of stuff can go before it, you know, are you really human? Are you, are you human anymore? Do you lack, do you lack some of those human qualities because you are um, removing some of that humanity from yourself in, in terms of robotics? I mean, I, I'll say, of course, you know, there's, there is good, there's good to that. Right. I mean, people need, you know, a, a, an arm or an implant or this and that to, to help them live. I think there's, there's obviously a case being made for, for helping people live and, and maintain their lives. 
but it's when um, it's when it becomes something more than that 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 I kind of take issue with. It's kind of kind of disturbing. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, when you look at what's happening in our world, especially now, uh, post twenty twenty, you can definitely see all these parallels to the empire but before we get to some of those profound aspects let's talk about some of the basics that people can look at you know how basically a democracy can turn into a dictatorship and those parallels through star wars sure um and and this always seems to happen through a bunch of you know like false flag events right like a manipulated event that gets people to be polarized towards a certain thing you know and in my book, you know, in, in, we, everybody knows these kind of terminologies, the whole uh, problem, reaction, solution. And, you know, in the book, I kind of call it, you know, instead of problem, reaction, solution, I call it, uh, you know, crisis, consent and control, because it always ends up with more and more control in somebody's hands, not not the common people. So the way the way these things always roll out is there's always kind of a crisis um, in in Star Wars. You know, the, the very first movie, we won't go through every single little aspect, but in the first movie, there's a. Uh, a conflict between this organization called the trade federation, which is a uh, huge, like um, conglomerate of all these industries together. Like it's like your fortune 500 companies in space, I guess is, is a way to boil it down. But you know, the, the current government, the Republic is starting to uh, increase what they have to pay in taxes. You know, as we know, corporations don't like to pay taxes. So um, they, they're, they're pissed about that. They said, listen, we're going to, we're going to blockade this one planet. We're going to stop trade from coming in and out of this planet. That's kind of a, uh, um, a means to get the attention of, of, of the government. And, um, you know, kind of, as I'm talking about it now, it kind of has some symbolism with what's going on with the, with the trucker stuff up in Canada, you know, trying to, trying to get the government to, uh, to listen to their, to the, their demands and their pleas. But anyways, they start blockading this planet, but it, it goes farther than that. Then they invade the capital city of this planet. They hold this planet in an unlawful occupation. And then this senator comes out of nowhere and says, hey, listen, like, I'm the one who can help us solve this. Our current leader isn't going to fix it. So uh, Senator Palpatine, who has, you know, if anybody knows how Star Wars, he becomes that evil emperor, you know, that you see in the original movies. But at this point, he's just a noble, a noble, quote unquote, senator. And he says, listen, I don't think that our current leader has has the balls to to take on and, and confront this crisis. And, you know, we need to get him out and we need to get a stronger leader in there. And sure enough, it ends up being him. So you see the, that crisis, this planetary crisis, um, the, the, the planet, the people, the Senate, the government in place gives the consent to Palpatine to rise to power. And then he takes ultimate control and he, he doesn't let go of this for, for many, many, many years. <clears throat> so you can kind of see how the, the basic way to boil it down is it's always seen as like, I'm here to help. I'm here to, to fix things. He even said all these quotes about how he was there to fix the, uh, you know, the bureaucracy and all the infighting of, of politics and this and that, which, which was all a lie. You know, he wanted to, he wanted to basically abolish the current government as it was and, and make this own totalitarian regime on his own. But it all starts out as, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help. I need to fix this issue. But then again, you see once once he gets in control, he keeps creating and manipulating more and more crises and more crises to to maintain control. You know, over time through through emergency powers, which I think we're that's a very very strong parallel to what's happening. You know, this week as we're recording up in Canada with yeah. invoking of emergency powers and those things are so vague 
and they can be manipulated and taken advantage of for, for any way, shape or form. So it always starts out with noble intention. It always ends up with more and more control for them and not the people. Right on. Now, uh, let's let's talk about what, you know, let's go into some of the things we're seeing today, some of the, the most profound parallels we can look at to what we're seeing now and some of the events that, that happened in Star Wars. Yeah, so I, I will say one I've just kind of been thinking of this week is, you know, going back to that whole event I was talking about with that uh, corporation, you know, blockading this planet. Um, and then what ended up happening is they, they called for a vote of no confidence in the current leader of the Republic because they thought he wasn't strong enough to deal with this crisis. So what you're seeing right now up in Canada, you know, just just this week is that, you know, Trudeau, Trudeau has been exercising more and more powers. We'll see kind of where that it's kind of to be determined how that's all going to going to play out. But, you know, what I've been hearing from you know a lot of people in chatter on social media is that. You know, a, a lot of people in, in the Canadian government want or, or in the people in the government, et cetera, want to find some way. And I don't like I said, I'm, I'm from the U.S., so I don't know all the ins and outs of how that works. But they want to do something very similar. They want to find a way to have this vote of no confidence and have him removed. And my my take on that is that I think that's that's a good thing, obviously, because because we know kind of his communistic uh, tendencies, you know, based on whether, um, you know, there's obviously the conspiracies about, you know, him and Castro, but you know, what he's doing is, is wrong on, on many levels. I think many people are seeing that, but I think, you know, the issue comes to, okay, you remove this guy from office, then what, um, will the person that takes over next be any better or this next, or will the person be worse? Because in star Wars, you saw, they did that. They said, right. Our current leader isn't, isn't, isn't cut out to the, for the job. Let's get a new guy in but they get Palpatine in there who is exponentially worse and the most evil guy in, in the galaxy. So you kind of have, it's one of those things you kind of have to be careful for what you, for what you wish for. Right. And you can even boil that down on a very basic level, right? Like you, uh, you, you're, you're working a job, you want to get in, you know, you see people at another job doing great. Like, man, I really wish I was over there doing that. And then you, you change and you do something else and the grass isn't always greener. So it's just kind of a, a caution uh, to people that I think a lot of people want to, say, hey, this is a great win. This is a great um, situation for, for just free, just general freedom in the, in the world. But um, I think a lot, like you said, like these control systems that have been in place for a long, long time. I don't think they're going to go away without a fight. And you know, unfortunately, I think that means dealing with someone else who, who will be worse or uh, who will be bad or, or even worse than, than what they're currently seeing. So that's, that's one very specific parallel. Uh, currently yeah you mentioned the uh the hegelian dialectic earlier problem reacting reaction solution I, you have a different term for it which i liked um what was that one again um it's a uh, crisis consent and control essentially nice. the same thing yeah yeah and you know we're we see today you know we, we're trusting the government's authority under the guise of you know keeping us safe from the problem that they caused uh so what are what are some other things that we can we can look at star wars and and see the same thing going on there sure so we can talk about a little bit about the whole the whole covid thing that's been going on recently um and i think what they've been realizing over time and i think a lot of us know have inherently known this because we've been looking into the data and, and doing doing our research is that COVID isn't really as deadly as they as they intended it to be, which is why they had to push so much so much fear onto the people because they knew that the reality of it was something different than when you actually look at the numbers. So 
that's why you see all these different you know variants come out right here's a new variant here's a new this here's a new that it's no different than you saw you know uh after 9-11 right like there's this new iraqi contingent gonna fight there's this I isis there's this new thing so you see them kind of keeps moving the goalposting like hey listen here's our new enemy um and, and and you see that in star wars because um at the beginning of the third movie so the, the final movie in the prequel trilogy the revenge of the sith there had been this war going on for several years between the the current republic and these this faction the separatists who wanted to um secede from the from the republic so there's been this war going back and forth and back and forth um and you know palpatine who is the the current chancellor of the republic he's actually controlling both sides um of, of this conflict L like you see with the banks and a lot of these control systems they control both sides of the war effort because it really has nothing to do with the war it's 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 oftentimes a distraction to get people to focus on this while they're doing that or it's you know for financial gain military industrial complex what have you so this this war has been going on and going on and going on and in the third movie palpatine since he controls both sides he basically kind of flips a switch and say okay that's basically over but guess what our new enemy is the jedi because they want to overthrow the government you know so he 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 gets the the people to to not really even have a victory like say there was a victory over this war he just immediately switches to the next enemy you know there's no the, the war is still going on but now it's against these um rebels within our own fact within our own system so he says these jedi want to overthrow overthrow us they try to kill me now we need to take them out and then once we take them out then i need to reform this government into something stronger into basically a dictatorship where i will continue to rule for life so but the whole concept is that the goal about the goalposts keep moving right the, the the crisis never ends it always switches from x to y to z right that's first it was the delta variant then it was the omicron variant um and then it just it keeps changing and they keep trying to push more and more fear but i think you know in our world i, I don't think it's as you know it's as successful but then now like you're seeing they're trying to get this whole russia ukraine thing to, to, to happen you know it's like the it's like the meme where it's like somebody poking someone with a stick, you know, come on, Russia, do, do stuff, do stuff. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's uh, it, it's a lot of people are kind of seeing through that and seeing that it's just a big, a big distraction from, I mean, a, a number of things, whether it's, you know, the current U.S. government's incompetence or their or, or the fact that the, the covid uh, stuff is is less less dangerous than than we thought. It's just sw switching to something else to keep to keep the fear and to keep the people in line, knowing that the government is here to, to do something about all these fears that we have. Now, I, I, what we've been seeing lately um, has been more similar to space balls to me because I think we're we're losing it. I think they're losing it. I think that they're running out of shit to throw at us. You know, yeah. maybe the the our our totalitarian regime used to be more like the empire and used to instill fear in everyone. And Vader walking down the hallway, ready to crunch somebody's throat with his uh, with his force choke but you know not anymore i think uh we're in the era of the um the third or fourth generation inbred uh children of these original these original elites that were pulling off these ops and it's not the same uh so and i think they're losing now they're throwing everything at us that they can and people are waking up more and more i don't know do you see mm -hmm. the same thing you see a lot of mistakes being made 
Yeah, yeah, and you know, another um, absolutely, and that's right. That's one thing we always talk about. Like they always have these plans, right, long on into the future for for all these years, and it's like you also think like these people are still human. Well, at least I, you know, I think they're human. <laughs> right. Humans are vulnerable to mistakes. Humans are vulnerable to making improper calculations. And I think there have been some, some bad calculations now, whether that means they're going to come back full force with something else, else crazy that we haven't even thought of. And that's another way, but, but yeah, like you said, it's, um, in, in if you think about the original star Wars movie, you know, there's, when that starts out, there's this kind of small rebel cell versus this huge empire. And the empire doesn't really see it as, as a threat. You know, the empire is very cocky. They're very um, arrogant about this system that they've built. And at the end of that movie, when the, the rebels, um, well, there's actually some great quotes in like the novel where they say, you know, we thought this rebel faction was, was nothing, but they have, they basically have heart. They have character. You know, they have this, fanaticism about taking down the government that that's something that that passion you don't see in those people in in control they have this kind of soulless kind of lifeless void if you look in if you look in their eyes i mean like i said they're 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 human but i would say they're a level less than us in, in terms of of humanity because of what they've been willing to do in the name of in the name of money and power and success and fame but you know, once that that movie ended and the rebels destroyed the Death Star, you saw the next movie. The Empire just came balls to the wall at them constantly, just just tracing them all around the galaxy, fighting them in, in every corner of the world um, because they were on the ropes, because they were scared. And you, you saw in the end, obviously, they ended up losing. But, you know, I think they they make they made mistakes. And just like in, in our world, the, these these governments, these control systems have have made mistakes. But the question is, yeah, like you said, like what's gonna what's gonna happen next? Are they going to have a stronger response, or is it is it more like is it more like Spaceballs? You know, cue the circus music, like that we've been we've been seeing recently. Yeah. Now we've we've taken a look at the the dark side. What about the the good side? What about the, the... The light side of the force is there any is there any hope from any uh any other regime or you know luke skywalker's our hero in this one the jedi what about in uh, reality is there i don't think there's anyone coming to save us <laughs> yeah I, I i would agree with that you know if we would have been having this conversation a year year and a half ago i would have i would have gave my whole spiel about about trump and how i thought he was going to to do this and do that and you know i i've kind of changed my mind a little bit on that. I don't know that he was necessarily going to do everything we, we, we put on him to do. You know, he's a politician just like the rest of them. I think we all thought that, oh, he's really not a politician. It's like he, but it's like, no, he is. He's a big businessman. He knows how to play ball in the right situation. So yeah, you're right. I don't think there really is a, um, anybody coming to save us. You know, we have to we have to take accountability for our own lives. We have to affect change on a local level where we can. You know, I think trusting in um, even even, you know, trusting in, in voting that that's going to have a change. Um, I've, I've kind of changed my mind on a little bit because I think we see little glimmers of hope. Right. Like I think, you know, for Trump and his fault, I mean, I think we saw some years of, of prosperity, you know, when he was the president, you know, um, financially, commercially, capitalism, et, et cetera. But these things are just like a pendulum. They always have a way of swinging back. The other way, you see Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, every other one since like 1930 or so go go back and forth. So 
even if I think we we have a leader come in here that, you know, doesn't seem to have a lot of baggage, which is nearly impossible. Um, it's it's such a short amount of time to really a- affect change. So my whole thought process is now like let me do, let me do the best I can for myself personally, independently for for my family and my friends, and spread the word about this stuff. Obviously, I think is very very important. But I think whenever people start pointing to like, well, this guy he's going to fix it all, you know, Trump or DeSantis or whoever people want to to say is kind of the next coming. I don't think that it's it's going to all, and I don't want to be, you know, I'm, I don't want to sit here being like a black pill guy, like saying like there's no hope, there's none of this. Like there's always hope, you know. But I but I think it's all a matter of perspective, and you shouldn't um, you shouldn't get your hopes up thinking that any politician is going to do everything you want them to do because they're all part of the game. They have they have to play this game. They're part of the system, and at a certain point, they have to kind of play ball or. Or they'll get taken out, you know, like I like I told, you know, some friends a while back, it's like if who were talking about how, you know, Ron DeSantis down in Florida, he's like, you know, he's going to be awesome. He'll be the next president, this and that. I'm like, well, we'll, we'll see. Um, but I think the proxy is that we'll know if he was was legit if, you know, unfortunately, if, if he gets taken out, you know, like I think that's the only political leaders or people throughout history that I think that had something very important to say that the elites didn't agree with were, were, were taken out the ones that are allowed to stick around are not necessarily your friends because they've either made it, made a deal with the devil or said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. So it's uh, that's kind of the proxy. I think is that if, um, if they're, if they're around they're they're really not on our team. Yeah. Unlike uh, star Wars, I guess where they seemingly the Republic was, you know, against the empire and, and on the good side, we don't really have too much. It seems like both sides are pretty much bought and sold. And, um, as I like to say, S and that devil D, you know, they, they, uh, they, they don't really, uh, have the best interest of humanity in mind. So it's like, you know, I guess it's up to us. We got to be the, the, the Jedi's and the Luke Skywalkers, right? Yeah, and I guess, you know, to, to your point there, yeah, in, in Star Wars and I think a lot of movies and franchises, it's like it's like shows the polar opposites, right? Like these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. And that was Lucas's original intention, especially even in like the color schemes and stuff. You see like the very like 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 the 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 black, the darkness of the empire versus the rebellion had a lot of more light color. So he wanted to specifically show that even in the color palette, like these are the bad ones, these are the good ones. And and then you hear it in the music too. You hear the uplifting music with Luke and everything and you hear the dun 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 dun, dun with Vader and, and those guys so in that he really wanted to show the dichotomy there right but then I think what he did brilliantly in the in the prequels is he showed that the, the people who are quote-unquote good like the Republic they were manipulated by this guy who 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 usurped power e- even the Jedi like you said you know the, the Jedi were always given this story about how they're noble they're like these monk-like beings that meditate and think about all the mysteries of the universe are able to figure things out before they happen but they were they were they were caught in this galactic conflict um in fighting in fighting wars on the front lines during that period of time and their 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 tunnel vision focus on the war at hand caused them to not see the big picture which was that this guy was taking over uh their their government slowly and slowly and it was basically like a fog they were in a fog um, they weren't complicit, but I, I just think they were, they were so tunnel vision on, on one thing or another. So Lucas did a good job of, of shading that galaxy with, with a gray in those movies to show that even, even the good guys like, like Yoda, right? Like we all think Yoda's he's great. He's awesome. It's like, well, 
had a lot of failures too. Um, and, and he, and he learned from it and, you know, helped train the next generation, but you know, movies give us that cheerful rah, 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 this rebellion, it's gonna, it's gonna fight, fight the power, do this and that. Um, and a lot of times in, in, in reality, does it ever really end up working that way? I think when I think about this kind of thing is that I think we've seen throughout history when rebel cells or militias or something do end up, you know, usurping power in the government does that does that system they put in place does that somewhat still resemble what they had before like if you have if you have to have this if you have this intense bloodlust about the power control that exists now i don't think that bloodlust goes away once you personally get in power i think you know you end up seeing that kind of mentality but just focus on it on a different group of of people right like you know you have all the people like you know know hillary put her away do this do that you know send them to guantanamo bay this and that's like well that kind of that that kind of thinking um can lead you to a dangerous place if you truly do get in power because that can go to your head as well then you can start thinking you know just like now they say well everybody uh, you know uh on the right or that supported trump is evil this and that well if you think the exact same thing about everybody on the other side you're really not any any different um, in, in your own mindset, you're just focusing it in a different way. So that idea of rebellion and that once a re- rebellion um, comes to comes to power, that things will be great, isn't isn't always what what you end up seeing. And uh, even in even in Star Wars, I think you know there's a lot of tie-in books and stuff after those movies end, after they take over, after they defeat the Empire, that it's it's kind of a rocky start, you know, trying to establish kind of this new new republic and then it, within 30 years that ends up getting almost wiped out as well so it's uh it's hard to say um how it's all going to shake out he- here on earth but i mean i think but i think the biggest part about star wars is about hope you know there's always going to be hope regardless of any situation um but i think a lot of times we put too much faith that everything is going to work out um <clears throat> to the to what we want it to be and it, it may not always be that way Right on. Uh, now, I want to talk a little bit about your thoughts on George Lucas. We know that uh, Gene Roddenberry had uh, very close ties with the CIA and ver- worked very, very closely uh, between these three letter agencies and, and making what his artwork and things of that nature. So I'm wondering, what do you think about George Lucas? Do you think that he is just uh, maybe a very creative, some sort of muse, maybe channeling this information, or uh, working maybe closely with some three-letter agencies? Sure, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those that I want to do a lot more research on because I don't want to let my fandom and appreciation for what he's done cloud You know what's actually you know the truth out there. I don't think you know we should let anything block our uh our purview of the truth no matter how close we are to it or not um you know one thing i'll say is that when i look at lucas's background and kind of his kind of rise to to fame it reminds me a lot of you know the story we were heard about you know bill gates you know he, he was just this this kid who started building computers in his garage and you know mark zuckerberg he was just in this hotel you know, in this college dorm room creating facebook this and that like you, you hear like they start from these like very no, very um noble noble roots noble causes and then end up rising to to you know super 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 fame uh stardom um and we know with bill gates and and zuckerberg yeah they were obviously involved in a lot of those three letter agencies so when when you hear a story like lucas like his his dad was just a 
a, a small town print shop owner. And then he, uh, <clears throat> Lucas started going to, to college at USC and just kind of doing this and that. And then all of a sudden he's creating these huge movies with other Hollywood people. You know, how did that, I feel like there might be a missing link there that I haven't really fully researched of, of how did he get kind of fully entrenched with that? Because, but the other story, um, going back to Gates and Zuckerberg is that like, these guys were just independent guys, right? They were just independent on their own doing these things. And that is the same story you get about Lucas is that he wanted to try as much as possible to buck like the Hollywood system, um, you know, creating kind of his own thing outside of Hollywood. So I think on the face, we're, 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 we're intended to think that he was truly this independent thinker, anti-Hollywood, this and that. But I mean, look at who his best friends were, like Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, a lot of huge, huge Hollywood Hollywood guys that he has ties to. So mm-hmm. um, there, there, there could be something going on there. I mean, I think part of it is, I think part of it is creativity, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to rule out the fact that there was some other, um, other interests that, that, that people had or um, wanted to, to put in these kind of movies. And it makes me wonder if, you know, all some of these big time Hollywood producers, directors that have uh, put out some of this great art, but also predictive programming over the years may have been trying to give us a little nod or warning about what's going on. Maybe something that uh, we would realize eventually, or maybe it's part of the the deal that they have to put this stuff in there and tell us about it. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, I think that could be that could be part of it. Um, you know, I, I, I do still kind of stick to the fact that Lucas was tried to be somewhat independent. And I, I will say with the prequel movies, I, I don't feel like um, a lot of the stuff he talked in there, right, about how these these totalitarian regimes come to power. I don't necessarily know that if he was um, a director for a, a really a big budget Hollywood film that he didn't personally bankroll that they would have let him have this, some, some of that kind of stuff in there. I think, I think some of the stuff he had in there is something that only he could have done with his own financial backing because I think there's a lot of stuff that they probably would prefer to us not to know about or not to see. Obviously, you know, it's, clou- it's, it's shrouded in a sci-fi you know, blanket. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to rule anything out there. I mean, I think there is – I think a lot of people – have grown up just really loving the idea of space, you know, um, space travel, that kind of stuff, which is, so it may not be a direct manipulation on their part, but they were all manipulated to think that that was something really awesome and really great. You know, I think, you know, Disney did a great job in the, you know, forties and fifties of showing, you know, like Mickey Mouse flying to the moon, this and that, and uh, spaceships and all that kind of stuff. And, I think a lot of people have just had that kind of stuff ingrained in their mind and they kind of wanted to show that uh, on the screen. But um, I, I, and I, so I'm, I'm holding out that, that there's not something not devious there in that, you know, he wanted to show us a somewhat cautionary tale, but mm. there is also that aspect of, you know, technology is, is awesome. Technology will help us. Robotics will, will help us. Um, so there's, there's a lot of ways you can, you can take it. Um, the way I kind of prefer to think of it is, is that the story Lucas wanted to tell, you know, the story he was basically telling is no different than what you see in like Greek mythology, Roman mythology, Egyptian mythology, 
you know, back kind of that hero's journey of Luke Skywalker, right? Like how he starts as a, as a, a rural farm boy and he goes through these adventures and challenges and meets a, an old wizard and he, and he, and he fights alongside all, all this stuff. But he wanted to kind of put that in an environment that was different than all of those. So he's like, oh, well, why don't I kind of put it in, in, in space? So, um, so it's, it's, it's more or less, and, and I wonder in, in Lucas's mind if it was more or less about the story and some of the aesthetic stuff wasn't as Im- important to him. But it, but it had to be because there's so much detail. There's so much detail in there about all the different spaceships and going from here to there. So um, I'm somewhat on, on the fence about, about the predictive programming aspect of, of, of all of it because I, I think there is some cautionary stuff in there, like we mentioned earlier about, about Darth Vader, but then you see all the robots helping them. I mean, even like you know, robots performing medical procedures, putting prosthetic hands on people and stuff. You know, that stuff wasn't happening in, you know, 1980. And yeah. now today it's more prevalent than ever. Get anybody getting all kinds of that, that stuff. So, so the, yeah. So the question is, you know, what did he, whether, whether he was at, you know, influenced directly to do this or if he had some kind of knowledge about things that, that most, most common people like us didn't know. I mean, living in, you know, Southern California, um, I don't know. Is somewhat in the Hollywood area. Maybe there's just some things that he was attuned to or tapped into that the rest of us don't know. In in whether he put that in there intentionally to to program, or he just happened to think it was cool is kind of a something I still need to to dig in and kind of research about because there's probably I think there's some blank spots in my um, in my understanding about his entire history. You're right on. Uh, you mentioned the hero's journey uh, a couple minutes ago, and that's for me is you know one of the hugest things that I saw. Uh, one of the first things, even you know at an early age, about Star Wars, and I think the parallel here it could be you know we mentioned earlier no one's coming to save us. The hero's journey is us kind of waking as a collective as as humanity waking up to the bullshit and kind of fighting up against it. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think we all have our own hero's journey to go on and, you know, we can think about it from that aspect, right? The Luke Skywalker aspect. But if you think about it the other way, look at, look at villains in movies, you know, and they say that, you know, the villain in any of these movies is only the villain because you're viewing it from the perspective of the hero. You know, a lot of those people think they're on a hero's journey as well. And they're trying to do what's best for people, but obviously it's not, it's not what's best. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's a fair, a fair take to say that we are each on our own hero's journey. And a lot of times those, those intersect with other people on a similar trajectory and we can kind of, um, team up and kind of, you know, work on this kind of stuff together. Yeah. I think you're on the right path there. Yeah. Right on. Uh, and r- really early in the show, you kind of touched on maybe they're not human. I don't know. When I look at these, these elites and these scumbags in control at the highest positions, it's hard for me to see any shred of humanity there. Cause you know, I know what goes on behind closed doors. I know their intentions. I know the agendas and I know that there's no heart and soul behind any of it. And it makes, it makes it hard for me to believe that, you know, these guys do have some kind of soul or have any shred of humanity left which leads to the question are they human you know are, are they taking orders from something else or, or someone else off planet or something more spiritual i don't know what is your take on that 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at Darth Vader. You know, they, they said, listen, he's more machine now than man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he he technically was, you know, I guess, you know, percentage wise. Um, yeah, there's so many different ways that 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 can go. You can get as crazy as the, as the lizard people discussion. <laughs> um, I, and I think, you know, they whether it's metaphorically, whether it's physically, I mean, they feed off of our energy, you know, they feed off of of, of us putting energy out there um, negatively. You know, that's why the news is always, there's, there's never really good stories in the news. There's always negative stuff to get one side or the other pissed off about something. And they feed off that energy, like I said, either, either directly, physically, or, or just metaphorically, because they're, they're working on a zillion other things to control us even further. But if they can kind of throw us a bone here for us to fight over this, that that's that's good enough for them so they can kind of go on um undeterred from the current current path they're on you know i would just say that it's it's a human it's a human vessel but there's really no there's no eternal soul in there you know they've they've sold that off whether it's to the devil or other entities what what have you mm-hmm. there's really nothing nothing resembling what it, what a human is and like we said earlier like, like you can look at somebody feels eyes and they just they just don't look they don't look normal. They somewhat seem in a, in a, in a trance like, like state at times. So yeah, I don't, I don't really, I would just say that, that, that it's that is that they've, they've, they've made a deal. They've made a sacrifice for their lives and for people that they, they know to, to get to the powers they're in. And at that point they have to play ball. They have to play by the agenda because there's no turning back. And I think a lot, a lot of it goes into mind control, MK ultra, um, just just trauma based mindset. A lot of these people, I think, have that from an early age, and you know, and it doesn't and it doesn't excuse any of their behaviors, uh, not not by a long shot. But I think um, a lot of people are mentally broken down o- over the years and over the years, and just their their soul just slowly and slowly leaves them the older they get. And you know, the more you know, it's like if you watch any like a mob movie or any movie about like a criminal enterprise, like a, a young buck coming up. It's like the first time they kill somebody, it's like a shock to the system. Right. But then the next time it gets easier, the next time it gets easier, the next time it gets easier, but just multiply that by a million, right? Like now you're sending a million people to war. Now you're sending 2 million people to war. Now you're dropping a bomb. Now you're doing this. And slowly by slowly, they, they rationalize it and excuse it. Because like I said, they're on, they consider that as part of their hero's journey. They need to reduce the population. They need to um, fight over population, all that kind of stuff. In their mind, that is what is best for humanity. But it really isn't because you're you're uh, inflicting a huge burden on humanity. So I would just I, I would say, yeah, it's uh, whether it's an interdimensional something else, or it's just the fact that they have no no eternal soul and they know right where they're going. You know, when they die, that yeah. that's why they want to. A, 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 attain and achieve so much success here on earth because they know that what's waiting for them on the other side is uh is not great yeah i think you're right on also with the the generational trauma and mind control that these it probably individuals go through being born into some of these families and situations so i think that probably has a lot to do with it too it's very interesting and you look at the empire in star wars and you look at the american empire right now it's crumbling it's falling apart uh they're trying to put it together with sticks and stones right now it just keeps falling apart the foundation was super shitty to 
begin with. So, you know, there's no way that this could survive uh, going forward in any way. It, it has to fall. It has to be destroyed. But what the question is, what's going to come up after it falls? Um, and it's it's just, you know, comparable to the Empire and Star Wars whenever the, the, the rebels eventually took them over. But how is this going to end? You know, are we going to, is it going to just be erected into another empire, even more evil than the one before or something maybe, maybe better? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Cause it could go a, a variety of ways. And yeah, I would yeah. definitely say that, you know, look at, look at what happened prior to world war two. You know, they, they had periods of hyperinflation, you know, and we're going through that right now. I think that was even the same with you know, the Roman empire when they fell as well. You know, the currency was, uh, was not what it was not what it was meant to be, and you know once you see that some of that currency stuff start to fall, you kind of start thinking, okay, well the dominoes are really, really falling now. Um, yeah, you know I think I think here in America we've we've had this uh, illusion of you know freedom and all that kind of stuff for, for many years because we haven't really seen a lot of physical war on our soil. You know we saw. We saw 9-11 and we, we kind of know that that's not all it was intended to be. We saw Pearl Harbor, but, but we've never really seen a direct invasion conflict, you know, on our soil. You know, we hear, we, we hear about and, we, and the U.S. military does things overseas and in places that we'll never go and we'll never see. And we think that that's great and they're fighting the bad guys. But, you know, if, if our town got bombed, I don't think we would think uh, that, was, that, was, that was really that great, um, you know, in terms of perspective. So... Yeah, what what comes next? What comes next? Um, is it is it something through the United Nations? Um, is it something that the World Economic Forum has has plans for? Is it something that I I, I feel like it's uh and it's becoming more and more like this. You know, it's more kind of like digital digital enslavery, um, in, enslavement. You know that. The idea is what they probably want is the whole idea of you know smart cities where we're all kind of clustered into these into these cities and it's easier to be controlled that way. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't really see it getting getting better. I mean, I think uh, from a you know, in um, from my perspective, from like a biblical perspective, you know, it has to get it has to get worse before the the end end happens. So I don't really ever see it getting getting better in this physical realm that we're in right on well you know in in star wars there's always this this hope at the end and there is a a victory so hopefully maybe we might see this you know and even look at big biblical prophecy and text of antiquity there's always this battle of light and dark and good and evil and it seems that the the light and the good always kind of becomes victorious over the evil and i'm hoping that this is the case that that we're seeing now. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, we're living in very interesting and fascinating times. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right about that. And I think there are a lot of wins. There's a lot of light going on. Like you said, a lot of people have been waking up to this kind of stuff that I, in, I think, you know, the internet, I think has given us all something that the elites didn't necessarily think was going to happen. You know, it's, it's giving us the ability to research the ability to us connect like we're doing here where we never would have, interacted like this regularly but because of the internet because of media and technology here we are talking out talking to a bunch of people about um all these control schemes and stuff going on in the world so kind of it goes against their their kind of principle there so um 
I think there are a lot of wins. I, I think it's all a matter of perspective. You know what what's happening with the, the the truckers fighting against these mandates up in Canada. I think it's I think it's a great thing. I think it's causing a lot of people to to think about about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, people people going to their local school boards fighting against max mandates, vaccine stuff. That stuff's great. You know, uh, you know it doesn't. You have to know where to look for it because you're not going to see it on your on your nightly news. You're going to have to go to some Instagram page that's on their fifth iteration because they've been banned for four times, you know, that, that posts that kind of, that kind of stuff. But there are a lot of wins out there. There's a lot of really good people out there doing a lot of stuff, whether it's, um, whether, whether it's talking about it, doing a podcast, going, doing things in person. Like there's a lot of ways that people are, are helping fight a lot of these things. And I think there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of wins going on, but it's, it, it, like I said, it's all a matter of perspective. It's where you go. It's where you look, it's where you get your news. Um, about about what's happening because if, if you look on you know the Twitter news feed or you go to cnn.com you know you're going to get a completely different um, idea of what they of what they think is important of what, and what they think is going on so you have to kind of uh, you know think like I said think about it closely with your family with with your friends you know um, people you, people you know there's a lot of really good things going on in, in the midst of all this chaos and, and crisis and stuff. You know, we still all have the ability to to get together with people, to to go go hang out at places, have friends, laugh, you know, do all kinds of stuff stuff together, which some people may see as you know, um, you know, some people think of like you know the Star Wars stuff I do is just kind of like a you know a, a, a diversion. It really doesn't affect their everyday life, but it's like um, it, it it makes me it makes me happy. It, it gives me it gives me a passion, like you said about this whole of fighting fighting the, the system thing, right? That's that's the whole that's the whole point of it and it gives me a very hopeful outlook on on life and knowing that there there will ultimately be a triumph over good or evil uh, um over over evil from good whether we specifically see in our lifetimes uh uh to be determined you know but um I, i like i said i hold on to that to that biblical truth that that good does end up overcoming it gets it's bad for for a while but in the end you, you see the good good coming out on top yes kyle that was awesome intergalactic totalitarianism guys go check it out uh before you head out kyle tell us a little bit about your podcast a conspiracy in the force sure so um the podcast is kind of how i got into to writing the book i've kind of pulled some elements from that uh, from the podcast into the book so it's called conspiracy in the force um, I talk about all kinds of stuff in our world and how it compares to Star Wars, whether it's political, economic, technological, right? Like, you know, the whole transhumanism, AI, rising robotics stuff um, that you see in Star Wars in our world and all, and all the parallels within. Um, I, I also have a lot of guests on, too, where we don't even get into Star Wars because, you know, sometimes um, the conversation doesn't always go that way, which is fine. So um, it's called Conspiracy in the Force. You can find it anywhere on any podcast platform. It's on YouTube. I, I think I have a, a strike or two, so hopefully that'll be there. Um, on on Rockfin as well, um, and then yeah, the, the book Intergalactic Totalitarianism is out now on Amazon and Kindle. And I just finally finished completing the audiobook version of it, so that should be out. Um, that should be out shortly. So so follow me on on Twitter, and Instagram at conspiracy underscore Kyle. Uh, it's conspiracy with a K, and I'll provide more details on that when it's available. Awesome, man. That was fantastic. Uh, We got a lot more we could talk about, so I'd love to do some more talking in the future. Absolutely. Let's do it.
Right on. All right, Kyle. Well, have an excellent evening. And until next time, everyone, we will talk again tomorrow. See you then.